Hello and welcome to Metaphorically Speaking with me, Delia Delore. If you've not heard the show before, welcome. Get ready to learn with us as we dissect popular mottos, mantras and metaphors. We trace their origins and find how they translate to everyday life. we have a special guest who resonates with their chosen expression. This week's metaphor is more than just a phrase. It's a mantra, a motto, and a slogan used by businesses and politicians alike. Life can get tough at times, and we all need something that keeps us going. And sometimes that might just be a simple phrase. This week's guest and our first guest of 2024, of course, Happy New Year, everyone, is Miriam Velas, a fashion designer based in Atlanta, Georgia. She was born in St. Lucia and raised in Barbados, where she first learned how to sew and make clothes. Miriam has worked in the fashion industry for over three decades and has recently added sustainable luxury as the latest of her endeavors. She'll share her insights and experiences around our metaphor. In fact, I say our metaphor, but actually it was her chosen metaphor. Giving up is not an option. What an apt metaphor to start the year. Do you have a dream or a vision for your life that you have yet to achieve? Maybe you want to start a business or a family, or you want to make a journey that takes planning and effort to put into reality. Do you feel stuck in your day job, but know exactly which kind of job you'd like to do, if only? As we go through life, we experience success and failure, victories and hardships alike. Those experiences shape the way we look at life, and sometimes it's the failures rather than the victories which teach us discipline and endurance. Before we discuss this metaphor with our guest, let's dig a little deeper and see what successful people throughout history have to say about this. That if you think that your life is hard and you're giving up on that because you think your life is unfair, think again. Because when you think that way, you are being unfair to your own self. It is okay to be scared. It is okay to cry. Everything is okay, but giving up should not be an option. They always say that failure is not an option. Failure should be an option because when you fail, you get up and then you fail and then you get up and that keeps you going. That's how humans are strong. Failure is an option, should be an option, but giving up is not. Never. Muniba Mazari makes an interesting and profound statement when she says that failure is an option, but giving up is not. Unlike the famous NASA quote, failure is not an option, she emphasizes the importance of failure. Muniba herself has experienced much hardship in life, and she knows what she's speaking about. She's a Pakistani actor, model, singer, motivational speaker, and a mother. She's also Pakistan's first model who uses a wheelchair. 
At the age of 18, before she could complete her studies, she was married. One year later, the couple was involved in a fatal car crash. Her husband was driving. He lost control of the car and fled the scene after the accident, leaving her to be found and rescued. Since this incident, Miniba has never been able to walk again and was bedridden and depressed for the two following years. While she was in the hospital, Miniba started painting from her hospital bed and slowly started regaining her will for life. Four years after the accident, she adopted her son, fulfilling her lifelong dream of becoming a mother. She started appearing on stage, sharing her journey of recovery and a new life. Tony and Guy, the international hairdressing salon, chose her for their campaign Women of Substance, making her the first ever wheelchair-using model in Asia. The biggest enemy of success is comfort zone. It's when people feel comfortable with who they are and what they're doing. It's rightly said, comfort zone is a good place to be, but nothing ever grows there. Although uncomfortable, our greatest challenges are usually the moments in life that shape us the most. When faced with an obstacle, we are given the choice of overcoming it or giving up. Victories are celebrated and we rejoice in them, but they are not the moments that grow our endurance and develop our personality. It's the hardships that teach us the greatest lessons in life and that forge us as iron sharpens iron. It might seem counterintuitive, but whenever things don't go as planned or even seem catastrophic, a window of opportunity opens up for us if only we are perceptive to it. Karl Schurz, a German revolutionary and a later American journalist and reformer, once said, Ideals are like stars. We never reach them, but like mariners of the sea, we chart our course by them. We may never reach the goals we've set for ourselves in life, but let's never take this as a reason to give up or to not even start in the first place. In the words of Penny Shenery, owner of Secretariat, the fastest racehorse in history, you'll never know how far you can run unless you run. He's into the stretch. Secretariat leads his field by 18 lengths. And now twice a prince has taken second. And Mike Gallant has moved back to third. They're in the stretch. Secretariat has opened a 22-length lead. He is going to be the triple crown winner. Here comes Secretariat to the wire. An unbelievable, an amazing performance. He hits the finish 25 lengths in front. It's going to be twice a prince second. Mike Gallant third. the most sensational Belmont stake in the history of this race. Secretariat has accomplished the unbelievable task of breaking the mile and a half record by two and three-fifths seconds. That is a Penny was a devoted wife and mother. When her father became ill, she took his farm and raced horses. Penny's family wanted to sell off the farm, which was no longer making any profits. She, however, wanted to fulfill her farmer's dream of winning the Kentucky Derby. 
America's greatest horse race, and began rebuilding the farm. Shortly after, they got a foal named Secretariat, who would change Penny's life and the course of horse racing history forever. Penny had to stand up to many people along the way who neither believed in her nor in the horse to open doors that would allow Secretariat to run the races he was going to win. Her determination and will to keep getting back up after a door was closed in front of her distinguished her in an industry run by men. She was one of the first three women to become admitted to the jockey club and inspired many other women to pursue careers in the horse racing industry. I am happy and excited to welcome our guest, Miriam Belas. Miriam is a mother and fashion designer based in Atlanta, Georgia. She was born in St. Lucia and raised in Barbados before moving to the United States in the early 80s to pursue a career in the fashion sector. She attended New York's Fashion Institute of Technology for Design and continued to work with high-end private label companies, developing brands like Karen, Saks Fifth Avenue, and Calvin Klein. As a child, Miriam's mother, a professional seamstress, had taught her how to sew and make clothes. And even today, she continues to draw inspiration from her mother and her Caribbean roots. Miriam's designer's second label, the Belasque Collection, is all about celebrating one-of-a-kind color palettes, fresh prints, and details. Belasque's commitment is to make a strong and modern collection without compromising her ethics and key values, taking into consideration where materials come from and who is making them. Luxury with a conscience, or in other words, honest luxury. In today's episode, Miriam will discuss her chosen metaphor, giving up is not an option. Miriam, thank you so much for being with us at Metaphorically Speaking with Dee Little Law here on Colourful and, of course, on our podcast where you get all your major streaming platforms for podcasting. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Delia, for having me. You've chosen a very interesting metaphor. Giving up is not an option. Why did you choose that? How does that resonate with you? Well, I think that once you have realize what your purpose is in life. Sometimes it's a struggle. The journey is, is rough. It's long. But as long as you know the destination, you know, you can detail, you could, you could reinvent. There's so many things and challenges that you might have to go through. But Keeping focus on the destination, which is your calling, is the reason why I use that metaphor. Miriam, what would you say to people who may say to you, it's easy to say giving up is not an option. It's a very difficult thing to do, especially if you maybe don't have the finances, don't, you're not in the right frame of mind because you've been beaten down so much. What would you say to someone who is feeling that way? My goodness. You have to have the faith and you have to believe in, I believe in God. I believe in the higher power. And I believe 
that is the source and the reason why I'm still here. If you know that this is the gift that God has given to you. And with that gift, you're supposed to create a really beautiful life for yourself and your family, leave a legacy. You can't give up. You can't give up because I think there's always going to be other doors to open up, other ways, um, other paths that you have to take um, in order to continue your journey. So you can't give up. You can't. Not when you feel like, you know, it's that burning passion inside of you. You definitely can't give up because when if you give up, you're going to feel like a loser. You know, what if? And you would have never, you would never know that, that answer if you give up. Now, of course, uh, you are a special guest for our special show as we're honoring St. Lucia's two Nobel laureates. St. Lucia has a Nobel laureate festival every year. You are from St. Lucia. You were born and raised in St. Lucia. So I've got a double whammy question for you. <laughs> yes. What's it like being a St. Lucian abroad? And have our Nobel laureates have any effect on your life and in the culture? Awesome question. Well, I was born in St. Lucia, but raised in Barbados. I still have the culture of St. Lucia and also the culture of Barbados. I would say that the work ethics, uh, determination, and just putting all that you have into what you really want to achieve, um, no shortcuts, and just keep just keep focusing on 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 your goals and what you want to achieve in life. And as we know, nothing comes easy. So we really, really have to put in the work in order for us to get the results. St. Lucia's Nobel laureates are known, of course, worldwide because of their achievements and right. because of their excellence. Do you think that because St. Lucia has Nobel laureates, that it has inspired you in anywhere? Do you find yourself telling people about St. Lucia and then Nobel laureates with pride? Yes, it has inspired me, as I mentioned before, to keep to keep achieving, to keep achieving in life. Um, I think when I read about um, Sir Derek Walcott um, and what he has done, what he accomplished, um, it, it made me feel very proud as a born St. Lucian and, you know, to be recognized as a St. Lucian in what I do here, especially in the fashion industry. And of course, when we think of Sir Arthur Lewis, who received his Nobel Prize for economics, economics, use his concepts one way or the, or the other, and even maybe without even realizing, because owning a business, you have to look at the financial background behind it. Of course, yes. I mean it's, it's it's very important. I'm sure for you, being a designer, the most important thing is people loving your designs and coming back for more. But if you don't have your finances in place, then you perhaps won't be able to build. Precisely. So the economic part of it, it's it's very important, and knowing when to uh, scale back 
um, not scale back in terms of downsizing your business or anything, but, you know, taking that step in order for you to continue to grow your business. Um, that is in itself an economic, you know, decision that you would have to make at some point in your business. And I've done that many times where um, I have um, pivoted, I had to reinvent myself in order for me to keep going. So tell us a little about your business and give us an, an example, perhaps, of what you've just said, that you had to make changes in order to keep going. Well, one of the most recent changes I made was um, in the pandemic. Prior to the pandemic, um, I own, I did own and still own one of the top product de designing businesses here in Atlanta. So when the pandemic hit, everything came to a standstill where no one was designing and putting, you know, putting money out there to do anything because, you know, we, we, we didn't know what was going to happen, you know, at that time. So when that happened, I decided to, you know, kind of reinvent myself and I created an eco-friendly, sustainable brand that is multifunctional. And that is one of the ways that I think my metaphor worked for me, where regardless of the challenges that you're facing, as long as you know your, your destination and you, know, you could always um, reinvent, you could always pivot and continue the journey. Do you practice mantras? So for example, would you say, it would be good for someone to keep saying in their minds that giving up is not an option. Giving up is not an option. Do you think that that could work? It can work. It can work. It's it's believing it. Um, it's seeing it. I am a visionary and almost everything that I set out to do, I have a, a visual of it, a vision. You know, I can see it so clearly that I know that it's gonna it's going to happen. So it's, it's speaking it into existence. You can say as many times as you want. All through the day, you wake up in the morning and the first thing you say is what you want, what you want to achieve, and you will. You, it, it will happen because it has happened to me many times over. Miriam, you've spoken about your business, but you haven't given us the name. Perhaps you can give us the name and your website. Awesome. Um, the name of the name of my business is Kina Bella. Um, where did the name come from? It came from the middle part of my daughter's name, which is Kina Bella, and the beginning of our family name, Bellas. I wanted a fun name, an easy name to remember, and I came up with Kina Bella. It's a line of eco-friendly sustainability brand. Um, uh, multifunctional. You could go from the bedroom to an event. Most of the pieces you can you can dress it up, uh, relax at home, and if you want to run to an event, you just add your heels and you're ready to go. We just opened up a brick and mortar. It's in a very upscale area in Georgia, um, a Peachtree Corners to be exact. Um, the address here is 5161 Peach Street Parkway, Suite 610, Peach Street Corners in Georgia.
We're also online at kinabella.com and we are on all the social media platforms as kinabella instagram tiktok facebook well congratulations and we wish you the best in all that you do and hopefully we may uh, see your designs in st lucia or barbados any yes, we're working on it actually we're working to do an event next year in barbados and um let me just add i did an event in st lucia i think it was 2016 or 2017 i can't remember but we did a fashion event during the jazz festival in st lucia Wonderful. Well, I'll be keeping an eye open for you. And uh, as I said, I wish you all the best and thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much, Delia, for having me. It was a pleasure. St. Lucia has two Nobel laureates, Sir William Arthur Lewis and Sir Derek Alton Walcott. Sir William Arthur Lewis was a St. Lucian economist who won the Nobel Prize in Economics in 1979. He was born in the island's capital, Castries, which was British territory then, as the fourth of five children. He was only seven years old when his father died, leaving his mother to raise the five children on her own. From a young age, Arthur was a gifted student and finished school at the age of 14. He then studied at the London School of Economics, where he gained both his Bachelor of Science and his PhD degree and continued to work there as a member of staff until 1948. Subsequently, he worked as a lecturer at the University of Manchester. During this time, he became known for his contributions to development economics, which was a field of growing importance as former colonies began to gain independence from European nations. When Ghana gained independence in 1957, Sir Arthur was appointed as their first economic advisor and helped draw up its five-year development plan. In 1959, he returned to the Caribbean after being appointed Vice-Chancellor of the University of the West Indies and four years later was knighted for his contributions to economics. 
That same year, he was also appointed a university professor at Princeton University and moved there, teaching for the next two decades until his retirement. In 1970, Sir William Arthur Lewis was selected as the first president of the Caribbean Development Bank. So we're renaming the Economics Building at the London School of Economics after Sir Arthur Lewis, who was a pioneer in so many ways. I remember when I used to teach development economics, I used to start my course with the Lewis model, which explains how countries are transformed from being initially agrarian to industrial and how that transformation is fundamental to raising incomes and reducing poverty. So he was an intellectual pioneer, but he was also a personal pioneer. He was the first black professor in the UK in the 1930s, which was a remarkable a remarkable achievement and so he's quite a heroic figure for all of us in economics and of course went on to win the Nobel Prize in economics. Arthur Lewis uh, was the father of development economics um, because of his work the field of development economics came uh, to be one of the major fields in economics. Coming up against so many obstacles at the time it is incredible that he was able to achieve what he achieved um, in, in the field of economics and in society in general. And so his legacy will inspire a lot of people who are able to come after him, knowing that he's laid the foundation for their own success as well. With all these impressive achievements, it is easy to overlook his humble beginnings. Yet, Sir Arthur had his own challenges in life, one of which was growing up without a father and working from a young age to support himself financially. Despite all these challenges, or maybe because of them, Arthur became one of the most recognized people of St. Lucia and impacted nations and generations to come. Sir Derek Alton Walcott was born on the 23rd of January 1930 and passed on the 17th of March 2017. He was St. Lucia's second Nobel laureate. He received the Nobel Prize in Literature in 1992 and was a poet and playwright who was born in Castries. He was the son of Alex Marlin and Warwick Walcott. He had a twin brother, the playwright Roderick Walcott, and a sister, Pamela Walcott. In his epic poem, Homerus, he uses characters and situations from ancient Greek history of the conflict over Troy to tell the story of St. Lucia. He refers to the island of Helen, which is a nickname for St. Lucia, and has Archilles and Hector represent England and France fighting over her. The inhabitants of the island are represented as customers in a bar, and the cultural and racial mix is drawn when the bar owner says that sometimes she doesn't understand the way they talk, like Greek or old African babble, the old colonialist Major Plunkett reminisces about the past and moans that in days ahead, there will be no more Plunkets. Achilles also predicts the future consumerist society when he says of Helen, money will change her. In other words, the entire poem is allegorical, metaphorical, and St. Lucia is the hidden subject of the story. Did you realize when I said the dates of both Nobel laureates, birthdays? Yes, they share the same birth date, which is January the 23rd. 
most metaphors can make someone understand not only the moral of a story, but can warn or encourage. Giving up is not an option is one of them. I looked up some quotes that in their own way can be described as not giving up. And I found William Arthur Ward's Before You Speak, Listen, Before You Write, Think, Before You Spend, Earn, Before You Invest, Investigate, Before You Criticize, Wait, Before You Pray, Forgive, Before You Quit, Try, Before You Retire, Save, Before You Die, Give. I think it's one of those metaphors that sometimes you have to hear it again. Maybe it's not the metaphor, but the actual quote, I should say. You have to hear it again or read it again and soak it in. So I'm going to just read it again for you. It's by William Arthur Ward. Before you speak, listen. Okay, we know that. We've heard that. Before you write, think. Yes, we've been told that. Before you spend, earn. We don't always listen to that one. Before you invest, investigate. Wise words. I think we know better, but we don't all do better. Before you criticize, wait. I think many of us are guilty of that. Before you pray, forgive. Very hard to do, but that's what most Christians have been taught and many are successful in doing that. Before you quit, try. Yep, we've been told that. Before you retire, save. Always been told that, never listened until it was too late. Most of us, before you die, give. That's a new kind of thought for me. I said I was going to quote it, but I've actually broken it down because I just feel that it's one of those quotes that, as I said earlier, you have to kind of read it again. And what about this one by Les Brown? If life knocks you down, try to land on your back. Because if you can look up, you can get up. And if you get up, you can stand up. And if you stand up, you can fight for your dream once again. You have something special. You have greatness within you. And here's another great one. Your relationship is not supposed to be perfect all the time. Your business is not supposed to do well all the time. Your souffles are not supposed to raise perfectly all the time. Everything is designed to go wrong so that you can gain the skills of rediscovering your tracks, even in difficult or frightening circumstances, especially in difficult and frightening circumstances. Those are the words of Martha Beck. But Zig Ziglar made me think, when obstacles arise, you change your direction to reach your goal. You do not change your decision to get there. And a short quote that says it all for me is from Joyce Mayer, who wrote, you will never see the end if you give up in the middle. Like I said earlier, those are my kind of thoughts on another way of looking at giving up is not an option. The difference between a successful life and a life of mixed opportunities lies in the realization that we don't need to be great at something. We simply need to keep trying. If we don't give up, we can achieve great things. And it is in fact the people who have faced the greatest challenges in their lives who become known for outstanding and unprecedented achievement. Thanks for listening to this episode of Metaphorically Speaking. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you've learned something new. 
We'd love you to share the show with your friends and please feel free to leave a review on colorful.com or on our podcast, Metaphorically Speaking, which is on Apple, Spotify, and all major streaming platforms. If you'd like to suggest a metaphor for an upcoming show, you can reach us at info at metaphoricallyspeaking.uk. Join us for another metaphor next week. I'm Delia Delore. Keep safe. Till then, goodbye. Here's Charlie Black. Give up is not an option. I a party last night. Oh, one o'clock. Talk me to you girl, uh, wine up to your party and man. Yeah, I'm the girl, uh, man. Yeah, we find terrible dog. Respect. Everything good. 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 No, that's good. I am unstoppable. Oh. Like me, it's alright, you know, see me win. All I know that I'm gonna turn my dreams into reality. It's alright, you know, help me. Me see clear everything you are free. Raya be on a legend, they have nothing but love and positivity. Get on you to open your eyes, stay focused and get your brain exercise. And when you do good, you are gonna get criticized. So take me foolish advice. Every day me pop a buckle. If you remember, say things could arrest. Enough of them say me woulda popped them long time Well enough of what we go in on the race Mouth give up is not an option for me I gotta keep fighting I gotta keep reminding myself Not give up is not an option for me I'm gonna keep winning Give up the enemy vocabulary some me want me clean every day like sod still Want to see me stagnant and eat up in the mud still Remember say water not thicker than blood still Me no watch news cause every day a blood spill Yeah you want a party and him all in a club still Say she love me vice pal a baby for the dub still Want to know if we a go up in the tub still Team unstoppable we have the plug still So me have to pop a buckle and thank God say things never rest Enough of them who want see me flop long time Enough want me pass them in the earth But give up is not an option for me I gotta keep fighting I gotta keep reminding myself That give up is not an option for me I gotta keep winning Give up the enemy vocabulary Get a use, get a use, get a use Don't follow no negative energy Big up your community, big up your community Big up your community Make your friend them proud, make your family proud We all have a purpose on this earth So me have to give thanks to the Almighty 